Hi, Warren Kemp here again. Thanks for joining me for Session 3 of Recruitment Matters Radio, our occasional podcast of all things recruitment with some music and musings in between. Recruitment Matters Radio is sponsored by ebossrecruitment.com. Clever cloud-based software for permanent recruiters and headhunters. And once again, this audio is an eclectic tangent production. I hope you managed to catch Sessions 1 and 2. And as with all my audio products, I'm back today in Gig House Studios in Leamington Spa with Andy Thompson at the mixing desk. Hopefully by now, you'll know that each podcast features music from artists and bands in alphabetical order. So, kicking us off today with the C's. It's the late Joe Strummer with his band, The Clash. Career opportunities from the clash in mind, I thought we'd concentrate on this session of Recruitment Matters Radio on candidates, and in particular, candidate acquisition. After all, without candidates, you don't have a business. In previous sessions, I've talked about what it takes to be world-class. It's all the more important in candidate-led, high-demand, short-supply sectors and when you have high levels of competition for the very best candidates generally. You've got to make sure every step of your candidate process, and in particular candidate contact, is truly world-class. I'd like you to look at every stage when candidates receive communication from you and or interact with you, and ensure that's the very best you can be. A typical example of what I mean? Well... Take the simplest point of contact, when they apply for a job advertised on your own site or on a job board. More often than not, the prospective candidate, and let's be clear here, you're far from the only show in town, so at this stage it's far from a done deal that they'll actually become a candidate, so what does that prospective candidate get in reply? 
This is your big moment to win over the individual. They'll fill that vacancy or booking for you. More often than not, going by the adverts that I review, instead of a world-class response, it's an automated email acknowledgement and typically says something like, Thanks for your application. We'll endeavour to get back to you in person as soon as possible. However, due to the volume of responses often received, if we've not got back to you in the next five days, your application is unsuccessful. Thank you, and please be sure to check out our website for more of our latest vacancies. World-class my backside. Let's listen to that again. Thank you for your application. We will endeavour to get back to you in person as soon as possible. However, due to the volume of responses often received, if we've not got back to you in the next five days, your application is unsuccessful. Thank you, and please be sure to check out our website for more of our latest vacancies. Take three or four minutes while we listen to CeeLo Green with the aptly named song, Forget You. Take three or four minutes to think what your prospective candidates get in response to sending in their CV to you, and bookmark that thought as a major project.
CeeLo Green with Forget You. Gotta be honest, I probably wouldn't have bought that CD myself. Somebody bought it for me and I'm glad they did. There's some really good tunes on it. Most of you will probably know that CeeLo Green is actually half of Narrows Barkley. Anyhow, welcome back to recruitment. How did you get on? Did you start thinking of what you're going to put in your auto-replies? Or what you'll do other than auto-replies? Is a world-class experience getting any form of auto-response at all? Or is it sending a personalised reply within a decent time period? Hmm. Or is it picking up the telephone and making a truly great first impression? If you were a candidate, what would it take for you to commit to one recruiter and one recruiter only to help manage your career? Food for thought. I hope so. So... You're phoning your prospective candidate, and let's call him Dave, and he sent his CV to you via Monster. And that makes Dave a job seeker. Now the challenge we face with Dave is that he sent his CV to three jobs last night, three the night before, and is on his favourite job app at lunchtime too. So the standard, hello is that Dave, you've applied for a job we advertised on Monster, have you got five minutes? Is simply not anywhere good enough and as far away from world class as you can get. Now there's an old, yet true statement that says, it's not what you say, but how you say it. So first things first, slow down. Make sure your opening words are heard. Talk too fast, and Dave won't have the chance to take in your name, your company name, and what job you're phoning about, and how you got his details. So slow down. Okay, we need a strong introduction. Hello, is that Dave? My name's Warren. I work for Recruitment Matters International. You very kindly sent me your CV and application for the role of design engineer. It was the role advertised in Monster. Looking at my email trail, you applied yesterday evening. Is that something you recall? Let's go over that again. Hello, is that Dave? My name's Warren. I work for Recruitment Matters International. You very kindly sent me your CV in application for the role of design engineer. It was the role that was advertised in Monster. Looking at my email trail, Dave, you applied yesterday evening. Is that something you recall? And that leaves us to await Dave's response. Now, if Dave replies with, uh, yeah, or something appropriately vague, he doesn't recall it. He applied for six jobs over the last two days. He doesn't know who you are. 
If he responds with, Oh, is that the one in Reading, the one that needs three years' experience? Then he does recall it, and you've got an active listener. But if he is vague, you've got to win him over. Or you don't have a true candidate, you've a tentative candidate. Actually, only a potential candidate, and one with six other options, and that gives you a one in seven chance of placing him or her. And that's odd you have to decide whether that person is worth investing your valuable time in or not. So if you decide that your potential candidate Dave is worth it, and after all he needs to be or you shouldn't have phoned initially, then you better pull him round. Dave, I appreciate we're not the only show in town, and you've probably applied for one or two other roles at least. Let me remind you, the job was on Monster, is for a genuinely leading construction company based in Reading. We advertised it needing someone with three years' experience. The reason I particularly want to talk with you, Dave, is your experience at XYZ Company back in 2013 is exactly what my client is looking for. Have you got five to ten minutes now to discuss things further? I'll say that again for you. Dave, I appreciate we're not the only show in town. You've probably applied for one or two other roles, at least. Let me remind you, the job was on Monster. It's for a genuinely leading construction company based in Reading. We advertised it needing someone with three years' experience. And the reason I particularly want to talk with you, Dave, is that your experience at XYZ Company back in 2013 is exactly what my client is looking for. Have you five to ten minutes now so we can discuss things further? That's getting better, isn't it? Then take three or four minutes while we listen to Cold War Kids and work out what is the right type of opening for your own sector and typical situation. And crucially, what you'll say if you have an active job seeker. While you do just that, here's the best band I've never seen and one so under the radar in the UK. make that face oh why would I why would I test my faith oh why would I oh whoa. I see that rain cloud coming right for me why would I say my name oh why would I when I'm so far away oh why would I oh whoa. I guess I'm Always been a bit of a fire Clean me too From now on 
That song was called Royal Blue. I've got all the band's CDs and I'll tell you now, there's genuinely not a bad track on them. Fantastic stuff. So, back on track and the subject matter of needing the right relationship with the right candidates to make those also valuable placements. Well, it's reminded me of a piece of written verse I did some time back and I voiced recorded and also was lucky enough to have it published. It's something called Simply Everyone's Chasing That Fee. I had the pleasure to be mentored for this particular genre by Mr Murray Lachlan Young, the original million pound poet. His poetry was first aired on MTV. He's open for such greats as the Rolling Stones and this gives more than a passing nod to his style of prose and with his blessing. It's called Everyone's Chasing That Fee. From Gravesend to Grantham, the East Anglia way, from Southampton to Swindon and on to Weems Bay, from Hastings to Hoyk and up to Dundee, it seems simply everyone's chasing that fee. Simply everyone's chasing that fee. From Braintree to Brighton and even in York, from Galway to Galloway and back over to Cork, from Dunfermline to Derby and down to Torquay, it seems simply everyone's chasing that fee. Simply everyone's chasing that fee. The other day I met Tom T. Trucker. Big man, big heart, never short of a recruitment story. Some say he's made more placements than there are sightings of an Eddie Stobart lorry. Tom's a giant to his client and a legend to his peers. His little black books are recruitment who's who. He's been around for years. To him a promise is a promise. That's important, you must agree. That's Tom T. Trucker's rather chivalrous way of chasing that fee. Simply everyone's chasing that fee. Then with a hundred and fifty temps out, I met the office high roller. Job juggling Josie, the commercial temps controller. But hey, she was on her third loo break and it was only ten past nine. She was in her porcelain palace chalking, chopping and snorting a line. Oh, she came out simply buzzing, full of gay repartee. Well, that's Josie's high-octane, self-destructive way of chasing that fee. Simply everyone's chasing that fee. How about enthusiastic Emily, constantly out to do her best? Quite how she makes any placements, well, it's anybody's guess. Well, she's great on the phone and soon picks up a job order. But then she starts cutting the corners, like some demented marauder. If she has candidates or not, she promises to deliver ASAP. That's enthusiastic Emily's overselling under delivering way of chasing that fee. Simply everyone's chasing that fee. Then there's lounge room lizard Lenny. We've all met his type. Oozing and smoozing, actually believing his hype. Simply fantastic to catch up again, he croons. Any chance of a visit? To his colleagues his ways are somewhat cheesy, yet perversely exquisite. Of course, by the time the flowers arrive, the deal's a fait accompli. That's lounge room Lenny's high expense account way of chasing that fee. Simply everyone's chasing that fee. Finally, I met Skip, the optimistic Aussie. To him, there's always a deal to be had. He's of the glass half full mentality and that things are never that bad. Skip works hard and plays hard. And to his mates, he's a bit of a wag. But to his team, if they need one more for target, Skip will put one in the bag. Negotiation fees are his 40. Always charging full whack, that's his USP. Then that is Skip's margin optimization way of chasing that fee. Simply everyone's chasing that fee. 
Temp controllers are booking it, accounts they are cooking it, researchers are sourcing it, business developers forcing it, marketing are spinning it, perm consultants are winning it, simply everyone's chasing that fee. Simply everyone's chasing that fee. Operations are planning it, admin are scanning it, finance departments raising it, HR strategically phasing it. Search consultants are selecting it, managers, they are directing it, simply everyone's chasing that fee. Oh yes, yes, simply everyone's chasing that fee. These podcasts and downloads are, as said before, an eclectic tangent production. (laughs) Well, that certainly was. I hope it gave you at least a chuckle along the way. I love the recruitment industry, and after 20 years still get a buzz from it. Whether it's training, management consultancy, or the two or three search assignments I still take on every year. And I hope that's coming out loud and clear on these podcasts and audio downloads. If you do want to contact me to discuss any aspect of recruitment and how I might be of some help to you or your business, firstly go to recruitmentmatters.com or email me to warren at recruitmentmatters.com or call me on UK 07976 828 637. So, back to our podcast subject today of candidate acquisition. And one quick point about calling candidates. Have an agenda for the telephone conversation and tell the candidate in advance what the agenda is. And by that, I mean what format and what points and in what order you'll be going through them over the next 10 minutes or so. Once Dave knows what is going to be happening, he'll be far happier and it's just simply far more professional too. And on to the advert itself. Have you ever asked yourself why you get the pizza delivery guy from Aberdeen applying to and for your Southampton-based role? Well, it might be because you made the job sound too appealing. Cushy-sounding jobs attract people wanting a cushy job. And sexy-sounding jobs, for fantastic-sounding organisations, attract everyone that reads it. Seriously, do you want a multitude of wide-ranging applicants, or do you want four or five spot-on candidates? And to the person who says or tells you, that you should get any and every candidate even if they're not right, as they might be right for another role. With respect, I say that's a poor tactic. Because if you've got 20 applicants, of which 10 are not right, yet potentially good people, then those 10, for them, their first experience with your organisation is one of disappointment. World class? Not at all. So let's write adverts that hit the spot for the right people and exclude the wrong people. While we listen to another song, look out an advert you've written recently and have a fresh look at it. When we come back, we'll take a look at the structure of winning adverts and some winning words along the way. A change in pace? Here's Chasen's status. You said you can't go on this way Things have got to change you're gone each day the choice gets made you think it's yours to make but you're wrong there's nowhere to run no place you can go nowhere you can hide where you won't be found there's no place on earth where you could lay low Wherever you are, I will try 
That was Chasten Status, Let You Go. I love how music can change your mood, shape your thoughts and influence outcomes. And in the same way, that's what job adverts can do for your reader. Here are some basics that will make a difference. Stop using cliched words. Fantastic. Exciting. Unique. Our client, a leading name in the automotive industry, has a fantastic opportunity. This exciting and unique role needs a design engineer with three years' experience. Have you read that one before? Yeah, I bet you have, a thousand times over, and so has your potential candidate. The word's exciting doesn't make it exciting. The word fantastic doesn't make it fantastic. 
and there's a 99.9% chance that it isn't unique either. Oh, and just for good measure, the leading name you mentioned is probably not even in the top 20. You want some more? Well, instead of a salary, do you sometimes state the word competitive? Well, if you do, it better be, or you just peed off a prospective candidate when you state the money on offer. Most people put competitive when it's actually not. And the biggest error in advert writing? The biggest error in advert writing is the use of third-party references, such as the successful applicant, the ideal candidate. My client is seeking an already successful design engineer. Third-party references kill the number of appropriate candidates you get. The word to use instead? The biggest selling word in the history of advertising is the word you. If you are already a design engineer, do you have three years experience? If you have, etc. Now can you hear the difference? The successful applicant will have three years experience or instead, if you have three years' experience. There's 101 things to take into account when writing effective adverts, and I won't do justice to them in two minutes on Recruitment Matters Radio, but I hope you get the gist of my thoughts. Google ADA, A-I-D-A. Use that structure, and it will make a difference. This is a free podcast of Recruitment Matters, and as such, spots in and out of subjects. Therefore, call me if you wish to go a bit deeper on any recruitment matter or issue. I'd love to get your feedback on this and any other of our sessions together. Contact me when you want to. I'm about to sign out from this, session three. This session has been sponsored, as always, by ebossrecruitment.com. Next time, it's the bands and artists with the letter D. We might hear tunes from the likes of Deacon Blue, Devo, Dead Mouse and Dirk Bentley. In the meantime, I'm going to sign out with something from the Curtinas. Take over the world. Bye for now. I looked into her eyes and I swore I've never written a cliché before And I'll probably never do so She was beautiful though I think it's time for me and you To take over the world I think it's time for me
seen on the coffee table that you've held cold with half of the culprits in there who seem unstable but you don't look at them like you do at me no oh. 